three, two, one. Happy in there. It's late in LA, and this is the Life and Times Network. I'm joined by B Body Biffney. Now we're going to talk about the internet, its impact on relationships, on people, on this planet, and you know the three six five. Now a big thing that's happening nowadays is that like guys get girlfriends, girlfriends get guys, and they have hobbies before they date, right? They have things they're into that they haven't told their partner, right? And now we're living together, and now we have to deal with the things we like. You're not just walking down the street with your girl who likes to ski. You're walking down the street with a girl who loves to ski. And you're going to be in the winter, you know, you're going to be in some snow. And if you're not a cold-weather person, maybe you should let everybody know. Now, I use that as a premise for what's going on as far as, like, gaming. You know, if you have a girlfriend or a significant other, and you're playing the game 10 hours and working, you're not really leaving any room for them in the relationship. How do you feel about that? I feel like there comes a point where you should set yourself a limit whenever you're playing games because in order to have quality time, you have to pay attention to your partner. Yeah, I feel like it's all, you know, moderation. I like games, but I'm not going to be playing 10 hours a day. I don't do that anyway. Like, I feel like people put times into things like when they're trying to escape things like i've never seen like a dude that had like a healthy lifestyle and played the game for like 10 to 15 hours you know yeah there's something going on with them mental health wise if they're playing the game for that long especially if you have your significant other over and then if you add kids into the mix you can't be an avid gamer you can be a gamer but you can't be an avid gamer into which you need 10 hours by yourself with the game it's not gonna happen yeah i think it's an issue when you're just in a relationship to start out with, let alone whenever you have kids together. Whenever you yeah, no, the kids take the, the responsibilities, like, quadruple, right? So, like, it's not just you playing the game all day, ignoring your girlfriend you know for a couple of months. Now you're ignoring your kids. So I think that's, like, the biggest crux of that issue. But I feel like it's moderation. Like, if you have an issue, like, on the other side, there are girls who have issues with guys that play the game for two hours, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's playing the game for two hours on the weekend. And he works five days out of the week. I think he should get, get to play the game on the weekends. Yeah, I think with that, it's just a bias against video games. Yeah, I think it's just a bias against video games and people like having a narrative behind it, which is this is what we're doing. This is the internet now of days. Life in Times. Speaking of the internet, we got to talk about memes. Memes are like the hieroglyphics of our culture now. <laughs> like, I think if we die, we'll get buried next to our memes. I don't know how far they're going to take us and how far they're limiting us. And it's definitely affecting relationships. Like, people are sending memes instead of communicating. People are liking memes instead of communicating. Um, people are expressing themselves through memes and lengthy posts on the Internet instead of communicating. I Listen, a meme is cool if it's a joke, but if you're talking to your significant other, your grandma, anybody that you care about, don't send them a meme. Send them a sentence. If you're in a relationship, communication is key. Like, I know you've heard that. It's probably... Yeah. If you actually talk, and this is, it goes back to what we were talking about initially, right? Like, when I set up the premise, people are dating people they don't really know. You find out the guy that you're dating with, you know, he really likes the game. He plays eight hours after he takes you out. <laughs> like, this is this is a part of his lifestyle. Now, if you don't game, if you don't do these things, then you can unsubscribe. Like, don't fit a puzzle that's not meant for you to piece together, you know? And it's just my personal opinion that getting to know someone before marriage 
and living with them before marriage is <laughs> yeah, a great way to figure out who a person is, what their daily lifestyle is like. Yeah, there's bad habits, uh, yeah. uh, habits you don't like, habits you might have that they don't like. It's mm-hmm. a culmination. Like, you have to do the basic, the steps, you know, coffee date before the movie date. You know, like, just take the, the necessary steps to figure out who you're dealing with before you make decisions. And you see the whole person, too, not just the good things that they want to Yeah, just the you. highlights. As far as the relationship-related post, I don't really understand when people do that. I think people need to, like, grow up. Men and women, I don't really understand that. I feel like just move on, keep your life going. Like, there shouldn't be any memes you're posting after you stop talking to someone. If you and your significant other are fighting, there shouldn't be a bunch of memes relating and this and that. And what you're absorbing as far as the other memes, because there's a whole plethora of relationship memes in the algo, right? Just like, if my partner did this and my partner did that, scenario after scenario of more bullshit more echo more theater that doesn't add any value to your relationship is this diatribe so yeah yeah i want to touch on that because i got lost in the relationship algo for a while and it can be kind of difficult to get out of too but especially on tiktok or instagram reels where they have all these videos if you're a woman you know you're targeted toward women's perspectives for things like oh your man should or shouldn't be doing this certain thing and then you have like hundreds of thousands of followers comments likes and all that that are agreeing with them mm, so you basically think confirmation that yeah it's confirmation bias happening um, by what you see in your algorithm so don't always believe what these other people are saying because relationships are extremely subjective yeah relationships are case by case no relationship yeah. should mirror another relationship it's two different people two different yeah. canvases two different art forms i feel like once people understand that like the outside opinion is cool but what you guys care about internally is more. You know, just the conversation, back to having conversation and communication is, is really the biggest part. Um, what kind of media are you and your partner consuming? Like, you know, what does your algo look like, right? So, like, me, I watch UFC, boxing, uh, pay attention to the stocks. I uh, watch social media. Like, uh, I'm on the shade room and all the stuff, uh, all the little funny meme pages. Or unfunny, you know, some people don't like my humor. But, uh, it, like, all that stuff. So my algo's mostly that, mm-hmm. right? Like, like it's what I want to see. I've never been, like, I never put too much time and energy in something I do not like or enjoy. Yeah, and your algo will reflect that. But mine, like, for me, it's um, fashion, cooking, baking, art, um, stuff, like, hobbies. Yeah, core hobbies, interests. Hobbies, yeah. The big crust of all this stuff is that women and men view a lot of things differently when it comes to social media. Women don't want to be embarrassed. Men want to be respected. And I think that's the big caveat. Like, what is embarrassment? Like, what do you perceive as embarrassment? Like, me personally, you won't see me on anybody's comments unless I'm, like, supporting them and they're a friend with a partner. (laughs) You know? Like, I think that's, like, the easiest route if you are in a relationship. Just respect your partner, right? Like, the parameters they're setting and what they're saying is valid if they're saying it to you. And vice versa. And with that being said, I just want to go back a little bit. Go ahead. So, I'm 25. If there are any other young adult women out there that are listening to this, that's something that I want you to know is that men and women have very different brains. You know, we always talk about how they're different physically. We're different psychologically. Emotionally as well. Emotionally, huge difference. Like, if you you want to know why some men don't, 
react emotionally or don't have an emotional range is because if you don't know how to regulate yourself emotionally as a man, you can hurt someone. Not saying you couldn't as a woman, but you can definitely, it's a higher chance that a man's getting in trouble because of his emotions than a woman. Yeah. And whenever we talk about women don't want to be embarrassed, we specifically Mm -hmm. mean through social media. A perfect example of this is whenever you find that, let's just say there's, you know, a girl and a guy that are in a relationship. Mm -hmm. The girl figures out that the guy was liking this other girl's post. She's posting like little scandalous stuff, bikini pics, all that. He's dropping like fire emojis on Yeah, there. see see right there is this gratuitous, right? Like if you have, you're in a relationship, right? You're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you respect yourself and you respect your partner. You're not doing that. Now, girls are everybody I don't care what anybody says, you post something on Instagram, you post something anywhere, you're looking for some type of validation or attention. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. support. Yeah, no, I agree with so that. Like, but it's I, not I, always like for No, no, no. I I didn't say it's for anybody. Yeah. I didn't say it's for men or women yet. All I said is yeah. that you're looking for something. Everyone, right? Every so everybody's looking for something when they post. So the main thing is the attention to another person outside of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. Yeah, that's embarrassing for women because then you have girls that also know both of the people in the couple. Mm-hmm. They're saying, like, oh, your man was in my DMs. Your yeah. Man was, you know. Yeah, no, people get off on that. People think it's funny. It's, it's a toxic culture amongst women who do that, right? Yeah, and, and it's toxic culture amongst men, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So, the biggest thing is like, you don't want to embarrass your girl, and on the flip side, you want to respect your partner, right? So, men want to be respected, like, like that's the first and foremost thing. Like, I don't really care how somebody if they dislike me, do they respect me, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I have an issue with you and you act like you don't like, is it certain things where it's like, all right, cool, but like, I don't get too emotional about like dislike or people on the opposite side of me i have more issues with disrespect yeah and the respect from the male perspective would be like again in a male female relationship if the Mm. female is posting scandalous photos of herself while in a relationship well of course while in a relationship that's a major Mm no-no but before you get in a relationship with that girl go back to this accountability and communication if you go and date a girl who has pictures like that before you dated her She's going to post those pictures again. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the guy who plays the game eight hours a day. If he was doing that before you met and you signed on and you're already here, or you're about to be engaged or you're moving in or you're doing this and that, guess what? You didn't, <laughs> you didn't unsubscribe. Now you have to deal with this behavior because you never either try to change it, confront it, combat it, or say, hey, it's not for me. And it's okay for things not to be you. I'm not saying like, Everybody has to find the perfect match, but find something you like and that you can maintain. And that's the thing, like, if you're listening to this and you think you're going to find, like, the perfect partner out there, the perfect man, the perfect woman, they don't exist. You have to find someone that, number one, has similar core values, morals, um, life outlook. Do you want to have kids or not? You know, where do you want to live? Yeah, I mean, like... What what do you like? How do you view things politically, socially? Are yeah. you financially stable? Are you do you care about financial? You know, some people want to get in the van and just travel, right? Yeah. So like, it's a it's a definite like it's mindset. Um, you're looking for well rounded, yeah, well rounded individuals. So like, if you're going for one purpose for one person, like your only purpose for that person is to get some money. Your only purpose with that person is to go out with them, you know, mm-hmm. like go on a date or you're just trying to hook up. All those things have real caveats. 
in real results. Yeah. And so if like, you're going to do those things, make sure you be upfront with it. Right yeah, away. attention, attention and openness is the biggest factors, especially when you get older. I feel like young, right? Like when people are young, I, I know I know myself when I was in my early 20s, especially from like 19 to 22, I didn't really like I didn't know what I wanted out of life. So why, how could I be with someone, right? Mm-hmm. So like you got to really have a foundation in a plan for yourself before you include someone else. Yeah, you kind of, in a way, have to have a lot of aspects of your life figured together. out. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be like at least on the path, right? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you want to have someone that has goals and aspirations because what else? And they have to be feasible too. Yeah, they have to be feasible and yeah. attainable, right? Actively working toward it because you're not gonna meet someone when they have everything. And when you do meet someone, they have everything. You're gonna be playing catch up if you're behind. Yeah. So like it's it's, it's a retrospect. Yeah. Think of a relationship like the mutual, you know, mindsets, everything in that, and then you're going to build your life together. From that point on, you know, that's all about foundation. Do you think like people should control what their partner posts? And it goes back to, like, you know who you're dating before you start dating them. So why are you trying to change what they post, right? I think it depends. I mean, depends on how far you go with control. Are you, like, logging into their account? And oh, yeah, yeah. Things, no, no, or no, are no, you no, just no, saying, no. like, hey, I don't want you to post Yeah, I feel like if you do anything further besides, hey, mm-hmm. you're just a weirdo. <laughs> I don't really like. I have much room for that. I have sisters, so like, I didn't like. I mean, like, if I I heard my sister dealing with some guy and, and he hacked into her account, I'm like, this dude should be in jail or something. Like, yeah. something should happen to this dude. Like, what's going on? But um, life of times, relationships, memes, culture. Tap in there. Listen, relationships in IG happen to mix and not mix right i think social media platforms are crazy um i never watched uh who my partner was following or not following and this and that i don't i never had the time for it i'm pretty confident in myself and i feel like if i was to do all that just me personally then i already don't trust the person or i'm not secure in a relationship and when you're insecure you do a lot of insecure shit and this is a domino effect and I feel like you got to be able to control yourself. Even if you do feel insecure, you should be able to voice it, right? And then, like, from there, work upon it. And then, like, for the other person on the other side, you got to ask questions. You got to ask them early. You got to let people know, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is going on with me. I'm going to, you know? And as long as somebody preps me, then I'm ready to go. That's something important to know at the very beginning of your relationship. If you have trust issues from the past relationship, um, get that out of the way right away because there are habits, um, there are thought patterns that are going to take time to break from that, bef- from anxious attachment to a secure attachment, especially if you are like have anxious attachment and you're in a relationship with someone who has a secure attachment style. It's just going to take time to get from there. And, like, I feel like your view is um, stereotype of men in a relationship yeah, of on course. social media. And then women, I see this all the time, are, like, we say, like, quote-unquote FBI agents yeah. on social media because we use that to try to track, you know, if he's cheating or doing something. No, no, I mean, like, dudes do stuff, right? Yeah. Dudes do stuff and, like, men do dumb shit, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, like... My maturity level isn't like that anymore, gratefully, mm-hmm. right? Like, when I was younger, 
I was just a dickhead. Like, I didn't really care. I, 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 and that was, like, in a lot of aspects of myself, right? So, like, I just had erratic behavior. But I wasn't, like, the guy that was going to do some fuck shit because he had the opportunity to, you know? And the difference between an immature relationship and a mature one is whenever you recognize that someone comes to you like, hey, I realize that you're following this person, yeah. like this person, you realize that that affects the other person emotionally. No, whatever affects your partner affects you. So and you'll you come back around. You have to validate both sides. Even if you think it's stupid. So yeah. like, if I come at my partner and I'm like, hey, I don't like that you're following me. This girl, she's posting scandalous stuff. Bang, you know? gone. And yeah, Pow, she's gone. gone. You know, I think it's I'll just communication. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, having a partner that doesn't make a big deal out of that, that will just immediately be like, hey, I realize that this makes you uncomfortable. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make you feel secure in this relationship. Even if it means, you know, unfollowing this person that I have never talked to or like barely yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, that, and that's communication though, yeah. right? That's communication. Like, what do you want out of something and what are you trying to achieve out of something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually care about the person, then you're going to do that. If you don't or you have some underlying shit, because that's the real thing, right? Like, girls have intuition. I'm like, is there some underlying shit? Why won't you do that? Yes, you know? Yeah. And that's the same thing with the guy and the guy friend and all that stuff. So, like, it all circles back mm-hmm. around. Human behavior is, you know, once we do get in relationships, we like to have ownership. We like to take on each other. And it's nothing wrong. That's like a bond. Yeah, I think As long as it's, like, disgust, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think we should swerve into that next topic. Okay. About um, the big the P view of re- before that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the view of a relationship from a man's perspective versus a woman's perspective, and you know, this is like oh, far as like friendships, versus women. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. So mm. I can see the other side, right? I'm like, ah, is this guy really a friend? Yeah, can you, you know, like, so very like, bluntly describe how it feels whenever a girl that you're in a relationship has guy friends? Um, it doesn't. It literally de- it depends. Like, is he straight? You know, what yeah. I'm saying? well, that's the first that, thing. Yeah, but that, yeah they're like not, if, they're, if they're if they're, or, I mean, if soon they if are, they, if they are straight, <laughs> are they in a relationship? Right? If they're in a relationship, cool. If they're single, if they're single now, now we gotta look into this guy. Now we gotta look into this guy. We gotta see what he's about. Now, is he out dating? How long has he known your girl? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how long has he been playing the wings? Did they go to prom together or some shit? Did some weird shit happen? Are they from the same town, neighborhood, their best friends across the street type shit? Because that means he's building up a romance without even talking to you, right? Or he can be wanting those things without even talking to you. And if the option of a relationship was possible, he'll probably pursue it. You know, so like, you have to test those ranges and then like, are they supporting your new relationship? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a big thing, right? Like if you're a male friend of my girls and you're not supporting me, her boyfriend, what's up? <laughs> you know, him not supporting can look one of two ways. It can either be blatantly saying like, Hey, why are you with this person? Blah blah, Or it can just mean they completely ghost you. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time 
back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, no, they, they'll just disappear too. So, yeah. You know, I've had they, guy friends they, that completely they'll, they'll wait. When they, I get into a relationship? Yeah. Where'd you guys go? I thought we were friends. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be back when you break up. Uh, that's what happened. I saw you. I saw your memes. <laughs> I saw your memes seeing you don't like men. Here I am. Oh, let's get coffee. Let's talk about the good old days in middle school. You yeah, know? People like, try that's... to keep your relationship off social media. Yeah. Don't post when you're having problems, you know? You can po- this post highlights. This post highlights, and people have no indication of what's going on. And um, social media is a tool. Like, I'm in social media. I do social media marketing. I've done it. I've, I've been in the business of it for the past three, almost four years. And I know social media is a tool. Other people have an emotional relationship with social media. The longer I work in social media, the more I peep it. So, like, it's not really a rational thought. Once people get emotional, like, you see any, all these people arguing in comment sections for businesses they do not own or property they do not have, for oligarchs that do not care, <laughs> and they put all their time and energy on the Internet. So, like, there's a dissociation for me personally. Like, if I was canceled or a bunch of people say they don't like me, this and that, I'll just turn my phone off. I'll just uninstall the app and read a book. Mm-hmm. Talk to my PR team. Depends on how much connection you have. Yeah, like, people, people are very, like, you know, we're almost joined at the hip. First thing we do, we wake up, check our phones, our busy schedules, our busy things to do. Well, we got this game. We got Tetris. I love Tetris. I play it all the time. Life and times. Talked about the male best friend. Now let's talk about the yeah, female the best friend. So you get into a relationship with a new guy, and he has a girl best friend. Bestie. Uh-oh. <laughs> girl best friend is uh texting him every day mm. they have pictures together post on social media together That's wild. he's tagging her and everything tagging her yeah mm. um where Everybody do we stand huh? i mean me i've never i've never had a female friend who wasn't like in a relationship or we already had the conversation right i already had the conversation or i wasn't interested right what's the conversation conversation is like hey are you gonna bang yay no you know yeah. and then it goes from there so if you have that conversation and um, she says no, and then a few years down the line, if she's like, hey, you want to do it? Is the guy going If he's to... single? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That kind of clarifies a lot Yeah. So, like, if you're arguing with your boyfriend, right, and he's like, I'm going to go to Mexico, and Mexico is where the girl lives, mm-hmm. he's going to go fuck her. Oh, we already know that. Yeah. Thanks for being a guy and confirming that. Confirmation. <laughs> Us girls already know that, but <laughs> we it's knew that giving. yesterday. <laughs> it's giving. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> Um, that makes us a little uncomfy whenever we go on social media mm. and we see our boyfriend or whoever we're dating following a bunch of girls, you know, interacting mm. with them a lot because of that fact that you just stated. For earlier. sure. I, I think a man with like a bunch of female friends, he's going to have some, a bunch of issues. <laughs> like, I've never seen, and I've seen like girls either, they're not interested in the guy at all or they're just soaking up attention. Right. And now that's when like guys are getting played like emotionally and stuff like that. Right. Like your female friend, if you're a guy, and you're lonely. Right. And you don't have a relationship. This is for the single guy. This is some quick advice for the young men out there. You're single. This girl just wants attention from you. That's all she want, bro. It'll be you know what I'm saying? less she, obvious for the guy, but oh, very obvious between girls. Between girls, for they're sure. Like, oh, yeah. You know, but like I'm just... I'm, I'm, this is just for young men. Does like this some quick advice. Don't waste your time or energy. If she's not feeling you, bro, keep it moving. 
like that's a big thing that we don't see the emotional manipulation like there's guys it is jokes about it on social media there's yeah. memes about it free food free yeah, wine free and, and that shit is spooky because it is lonely it is dark <laughs> you know the mental health rate for men is pretty high and the suicide rates are pretty high and loneliness is pretty high so we like if you're a young man, you have to focus your intentions on things that's giving you something back. Yeah, and it's a good Get thing your that ROI on everything. because that yeah. means that they weren't supposed to be with you. So you should be happy. You know? Yeah, no, take the L, bro. Take the L. Like, it's Call of Duty, you know, Fortnite. You lose. Guess what? You respawn. Meet another girl. That's it. Yeah, it's like if you get an Amazon package and it's the wrong item. You return it. You return it and you're like, you aren't mad. You aren't sad. You're you like, might oh, get I'll your money like back. get the actual thing. Yeah, <laughs> you get you'll the get the thing you want. Back. Get your money <laughs> you back. get your time back in this Get case, your time but... back. I'm telling you, man. One thing I did forget to mention about the girl-guy relationship was that if a girl friends in a guy, this is like 99% of the time, she doesn't want to be in a sexual relationship with him. That's why she's friend zoning him. So yeah. there's like the No, no, if a girl friend zones you, she doesn't want any she doesn't want anything to do with you besides what I just said, money, attention. Well, or time, time or attention, TNA. You can have good times with male friends. Like, You're with your guy best friend. You're like, we have some great moments and then like a couple months later you tell you like, "Oh, I, I like you and this and that." And then you you put them all the way out the box, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't do anything that doesn't suit me. Right? So, like, you got to find out what suits you and then pursue that. Now we got to talk about the big P. Should you watch porn while in a relationship? I think it's all about boundaries. I think it's all about what you're watching. <laughs> like, 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 you could just be, like, trying to learn some stuff. You know, school up. I mean... It could be educational to an extent. But, like, I think when people, like, dissociate, you know, and dehumanize, that's the problem. And that's what everyone's doing. Who is actually, like, pulling up, you know, porn <coughs> and is like, oh, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn. It's not like YouTube. Take notes. It's not like you know? fixing a tire. Yeah. <laughs> you trying can to... do that. I'm not putting anyone down for Yeah, I don't, that. I don't do judge that, anybody. Like, it's smart. couples that watch it together. Yeah, if you don't so, have like, experience, too, yeah. that's, like, honestly, you know, you could, like, that's how everything's you, that's, on there. Everything's on there. Like. Every right. single style, every flavor, whatever, right? So, like, I think that's a big thing. I feel like you have to talk to your partner. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Like we said. Because like you, some people, like some females will ban porn for the guy and they still pulling up X videos. What's mm-hmm. going on? It's a little wild. But uh, I don't know. It's not a big issue for me. I was never like, uh, like I'm not 15 anymore. I got shit to do. <laughs> like, I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think when I was less experienced in a relationship, it really didn't bother me that much because I thought that it was just something that, you know, guys, guys did. Yeah. Not saying that girls don't either, but this is my female perspective in a relationship with a guy. But mm-hmm. um, So I think now it probably would bother me more just because I know that I'm supposed to be the one providing that, that uh, attention. sexual, yeah, yeah. The, that kind of intimacy for my partner. And, and that, that, that does dull intimacy a lot. You're only focusing on the pleasure aspect. You don't know yeah. who that person is, never met him, you know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, people are just like, we live in a pleasure-based society. I say this all the time. Yeah. Like, we're just trying to get what we want and then dip out. And that's on everybody. But, I, I like, the main thing that we'll keep going back to throughout this is communication and conversation and getting to know your partner. Like, that's the most... Surefire way to know what you're supposed to do by asking. 
People don't know how to communicate with their partner. No. It's not something we learn, and it might not be something that was modeled for you. Yeah, and if it wasn't modeled for you, you got a lot of learning to do and a lot of experience to gain. And, like, it's okay to fail, right? Like, you have time. You have time. So, you know, take your time, figure yourself out, work on yourself, most importantly, if you are failing in those aspects, and don't give up. No one is ever going to be perfect in a relationship, but the main thing is that you both work together and you both agree to stick together and make sure each other's needs are met emotionally, mentally, physically. Life and times. Network. Now let's talk sexualities. Mm-hmm. What you're into. What, what. You know the rest. But no, I mean, what you're into is... What happens, like, whatever you're into affects your whatever relationship you're in, right? So, like, if you're bisexual, come into a straight relationship. If you're straight, come into a bisexual relationship. If this is your first, is this your coming out party? And I don't know all the answers because I only got one lane, right? But respect everybody, respect everybody's journey, and I know it impacts people, you know? Mm-hmm. Me, I, as a straight guy, I see everything straight and narrow. <laughs> so, so I have a lot of blind spots in my uh, dealings and my base reactions. You know, I'm real natchy. Mm-hmm. I like barbecue. You know? Would you say you're stereotypical masculine? I wouldn't say stereotypical. Like the stereotypical masculinity represented in my community, I don't represent that. I'm a mix of a lot of different things. I feel like I'm a man for sure. But the kind of man that people expect me to be, I am not. The toxic masculinity aspect is kind of... Yeah, certain aspects of that. Yeah, It's different. Is it, 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 Masculinity is a spectrum just like femininity. Yeah. And it's useful in right moments. It's all momentous, like this life of ours. But uh, yeah, back to it. Sexualities have an impact. I'm definitely classic. I have a classic fit. Uh, I'm definitely opening the doors. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm uh, making sure I'm on the right side of the street when we're walking. So it's just Mm. this little shit like that. You're very uh, chivalrous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have sisters. You know, I have mom, I have aunts. I I got family down south. So, like, and it was mirrored in front of me. So, Mm. like, I've seen my uncles. I've seen my dad. I've seen my cousins. Anybody that was older, you know, that had a lady, that had a relationship, they did Mm. what they were supposed to do. They bought the food. They opened the doors. You know, they did all that. I think being a traditional guy, having those traits, definitely trumps the whole Andrew Tate alpha male narrative. That's what I'm saying. Masculinity is like a spectrum, right? So the whole Andrew Tate thing is just extremist, right? Like yeah. that's how you get the same thing with the feminazis is two opposite spectrums doing the same shit. He's selling masculinity to people who aren't very masculine, right? So like that's the thing. It's just a gambit. Like, I'm not dumb enough to fall into it, and I believe in myself to do whatever I want to do. Instead of listening to other people like Andrew Tate or someone else, you know, I can't think of anything. Yeah, any influencer at all. Just build your morality, one, off of your experience, two, off of things you want to do yourself, and three, like, what you learn. It's a culmination. make sure that your actions make the other person your relationship with feel validated and feel happy. That's the number one thing. Yeah, you know, your partner's happiness is, like, core that's like the biggest part is why you're in a partner and it's why you're in a relationship mm-hmm. like if your person you're dealing with isn't happy you're doing something wrong i'm probably never gonna go through anybody's phone i don't think that's me that's not uh that's not in me I, I i just seen it before like friends when we were younger 
it's like TV, you know, like people are just seeing shit. I don't know if it's like I like I don't know when going through phones became like a cool, popular thing to do, but don't do that shit. Like if you go through somebody's phone, you don't trust them enough, and if you don't trust them to that extent, just let them go. You ain't gonna fuck yourself up doing some shit like that. <laughs> like it's a waste of time, yeah. in my eyes. Females, we're a little bit more like if we have that intuition, that feeling that something is going on. She had a dream. We have a craving for that evidence just to be validated. Be a like, oh, I, I knew it. <laughs> like that's such a Sherlock mm. Betty. I'm not saying that's mature or that you should do that. I'm just saying like it's how also it kind of illegal. Most of us, <laughs> vaguely illegal. Yeah, I'm not saying it is legal. Or <laughs> you know, legal purposes don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying how it feels <laughs> for us emotionally. Well, first of all, he's not going to bring it up blatantly. He's just mm. going to accidentally admit it, <laughs> like, through little little things. Like, you know, you see on social media how, like, there'll be, like, a hair tie or, like, an earring in his car or something like that. Yeah, I mean, people want to give themselves a waste. <laughs> but anyway. I, th- I think to mitigate wasted time, you got to be clear with your intention. For women, I guess you got to investigate. But it's there, there's no I in team. So <laughs> I'm not saying you have to investigate, <laughs> no. but I'm just saying, like, there's one thing between going through someone's phone without asking them and there's another thing between just like exchanging uh passwords just to unlock your phone something like that and i've seen couples out there that even exchange passwords for social media i wouldn't go that far that's like really really uh, it's, it's all private property you know yeah. it's my social media accounts yeah. like my bank account you know it's just uh especially these days it's social credit like mm-hmm. i have a business account so like if somebody had that and then deleted my shit i'd be pretty yeah, upset yeah so that's <laughs> So I would be trying to avoid that. But I see uh, your POV on that as well. Yeah. And it has to do with um, trust issues again, too. Because if you get the phone password, then um, maybe that's like enough for you to feel secure. Because from a woman's perspective, if she has a a boyfriend who's saying like, oh, I don't want you to like go on my phone or he snatches it if, you know, she picks it up because she heard it ring or something. Yeah, mistrust. We're going to like think that there's something sus going on. So we're like, why don't you want to share your password with me you're hiding something and then guys are like oh well it's just my privacy and all that it's like okay well there's something on there that you don't want someone to see well i, I say total line with that i just say total line with that because like there's a lot of stuff that women do that men cannot like if i was that invasive with your phone that's a call that's a police call so like it's a little different i say you got to trust your partner and if you don't to that level mm-hmm. like you, you're about to pick up their phone and go through it you should pick up your clothes and leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you pick up, put your shoes on, and that's it. The relationship is damn near fucking up your character because of the lack of trust you have in the individual. Mm-hmm. And I would never, like, sully my character just to get one over. That's just a crazy pass under the buck. And after you do those actions, you definitely change. I don't know many people who've, like, robbed somebody who wouldn't keep robbing, you know? So it started to become a learned behavior. You got to focus on uh, healthy things, right? If this person is going to jeopardize your health, which is your mental health, which is the mistrust, which is the, I got to go through this person's phone, then you should do it. Mm-hmm. But that's my advice. Now, we all are talking about the spark. How do you maintain the early romance, the holding of doors, the sharing of food when the person's already ate their food and they said they didn't want your food, but now they want some of your food. So you give them some of your food even though you didn't want to give them some of the food, and now they're eating your food and you're still hungry. How do you maintain that? Yeah, the puppy love. 
if you're young, you might feel that, you know, your first relationship. Oh, yeah, it's like instantaneous. Like, you know, you don't really think about it that much. You just feel good around the person. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no methodology behind the actions. That's what I mean by I don't think it's a, a real thing or it's something that should be applicable to adult mature relationships. Yeah, I, I think. it's just based purely off of emotions and feeling. That's what it is. Like, you're, you got yeah, the Yeah, you can't be doing that. I feel like body. if you're an adult, you got to have, like, a fucking plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just be doing it. Like, like, the older I get, I'm like, how do you just do that? You know? Like, my friend called me. He said some things happened. I'm like, how did you get in that situation? Because I would have just dipped out, like, 30 steps behind the mm-hmm. cataclysm that was that. So uh, it's always weird to find out, like, people are still doing wild shit at this age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? When I was younger, I remember watching an interview on YouTube and it was asking children versus elderly people what they think love is, if it's a feeling or a choice. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I was like, what do you mean it's a choice? Like, love is a feeling, you know, love is caring for someone. It's like doing stuff for them. It's that like it's the spark that you have. But now that I'm older, I think it's a little mixture of both. Oh, yeah. Number one thing is it is a choice. Because every day you're choosing to better yourself and to work with the person to figure out what is best for both of you moving forward with your lives. Because in a relationship, it gets serious. You move in. You have to coordinate all your life decisions with them. Get used to different neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. different cuisines. Meshing. Meshing schedules and families and things like that. Just really thinking about it thoroughly. Behind the scenes, you might start doing your taxes together. You might start filing taxes together because tax season is right around <laughs> the corner. Now, there's a multitude of things I would akin to spark to, right? Like, I feel like it's a flame that's tended by both parties and the wood is what we care about. I think uh, as long as you keep doing the things that started it, you'll maintain it. It's kind of like a diet. It's kind of like a regimen. It's kind of like a work schedule. It's a part of your life now. You should treat your partner with the same respect and the same patience that you treat your f- best friends or your boss with. And by that, I mean, if you were to almost get into a dispute, you wouldn't like think to lash out at your best yeah. friend. You would no. have more like Would you disrespect your girl like you would disrespect your boss? Would you disrespect your boss? No. Would you disrespect your girl? Yes. Then that's an issue. You wouldn't say, tell your boss, fuck you when you're frustrated. You're like, no, sir. Or ma'am, or yeah. whoever's in charge. You keep your composure. You keep your composure and your you communicate effectively. Communicate effectively. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, relationship is emotional money, you know? Mm-hmm. Job is financial, emotional. You got to put the bank in. You got to put the hours in. You mm-hmm. got to give a fuck. It takes a whole lot of patience and a whole lot of working on yourself. Yeah, big so- work on yourself. Be willing to change. <laughs> Couples therapy. You're sitting in front of an old man. Dun, dun, dun. He has opinions about your relationship. He doesn't know either of you. You are paying him to have this opinion. You just met today. You just met today. And your husband has been sliding from 20s the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do in couples therapy when it comes for you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a little young for that shit. <laughs> I feel like uh, for sure if I have like a giant issue, I'm like, all right, cool. He ain't gonna blow up the ship. Let's uh, try to mend this motherfucker. You know, like I think it's all about care. Like even with basketball defense, you gotta have a care factor. There's a care factor. Some people slag off, and the guy scores. Some people stay there the whole time. That's the difference. <laughs> you know how much they care. Couple therapy. I I don't know. People have like it has a bad rep. 
but like it's useful as long as you like vet the person you're going to make sure there's no bias make sure your husband's at least not throwing the 20s underneath and if he is you got to make sure and regulate that throw some 20s in yourself what's your what's your outlook on it i think that any kind of therapy couples therapy mental health therapy for just yourself i don't think you have to wait till it gets very bad to go like a maintenance thing I think the sooner the better because even if there's no issues in the relationship, I mean, you're not going to be perfect, right? If yeah, you're, you're going like to need a, some safeguards. If you didn't have like a huge fight or anything, I'm just talking about like maybe um, there are some differences in attachment styles or there are like little little things that you bicker with here and there like you, that you could bring up. But either way, the therapist is going to tell you how to communicate more effectively and they're going to be able to show you each other's perspectives from a different lens than you would normally see. So I think you can learn a lot by going to couples therapy I feel like, uh, if you find a good therapist. Yeah, right. You got to find the right therapist for you and your couple. Preferably someone married. I think the biggest thing about couples therapy is like we're paying money to have something done for us to talk and all this and that. If you don't put in the work, if you don't maintain, then it's just going to fester. You have to go to And therapy. it's good to have a, a third party who's not in a relationship, you know? Yeah, who knows enough about the issues? Like, it's not your mom telling you advice about your partner yeah, or your dad. Opinion. They're unbiased. They have no outside okay. perspective or family, familiar, like, interests as well. Like, what if, you, you know, the stepmom never liked the son or this and that, you yeah. know, a bunch of shit's going on. The therapist's best interest is to make your relationship work. Now, we've been going on for a while, so we're going to make this a part two. More relationship stuff, more memes for you. Tap in. Me and Big Body, Biffany. Big Body.